things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, family? Chadi here, and uh, we're back at it again this week with another podcast. Uh, this is episode 43 of all of them, but it is this, I know what season is this? We're in season five, and this is episode three. Yeah. Uh, anyways, before we kick things off, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has, oh man, made this podcast part of their week. Like, it's kind of really humbling that you guys actually listen to this podcast. Um, this season has been, this podcast season has been super successful so far, and I'm a bit shocked by it. I don't know why it always kind of freaks me out, but work has been a little bit busy and life has felt a little bit crazy. And I have felt like I have done a really poor job of promoting these episodes, but you guys, you guys have been incredibly awesome and faithful and encouraging and sending DMs and listening and making this probably one of the most highly listened to seasons though so far. So thankful. um, So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of my family and letting I Cry in Corners be part of your journey and letting me be vulnerable. So um, yeah. And not being weirdos. I mean, you're weirdos, but like, you know what I mean? Anyways, with all that to say, I'm going to ask you a favor because we're family and because you're here. Um, if you love the podcast, which I hope you do, um, I really am going to encourage you to go to iTunes and leave a review. Uh, it would mean a lot to me and it does. Uh, it helps with people that are looking at the podcast and wondering, what the crap is this? And you guys tell them, this is what it is. Anyways, also, if you've purchased the book I wrote this past year called Nomad, could you do um, me a, a solid and jump on Amazon and leave a review as well? Uh as much as it's weird and you're like, that's weird, lady. Why are you asking me that? It's not weird. It helps. Um, okay, I'm done asking. I'm done asking things. I'm going to jump right into everything. It makes me feel weird to ask for stuff, so. But I had to do it. Anyways, I just want to jump in. All right, we're in season five of the podcast, and we're chatting through what happens when um, in pretty much each episode. Um, as each episode I am building out of uh, – Bible characters I'm kind of obsessed with. So the very first episode of this season was based on the life of Mary. I called it Saint. Uh, Pretty much what happens when you say yes to hard things. Uh, The second one was the soloist, best um, based on the life, uh, the I would say the issues that Eve had very early on. What happens when you get caught alone? That was last week. And then this week, stud, based on Samson, what happens when your gift has you? Funny story, um, on Wednesday nights in the church that I work at and attend, my husband and I teach third graders, third graders. And uh, I mentioned Samson, you know, because he's on my radar right now because I'm doing my podcast. And they were like, who's Samson? I was like, what you mean, who's Samson? So hopefully everybody everybody knows who Samson is if you don't know who Samson is. It's in the Bible, guys. Everyone should know who Samson is. It's like saying, who's David? Ten pestle version back in the day. I feel like I have to explain this now because it scared me because my third graders didn't know who Samson was. All right. Back in the day, the Israelites didn't have a king. They had judges. Okay. Before David came on the scene, before Saul came on the scene, uh, Israel's first kings, um, there were judges. God gave judges. Okay. And one of them was Samson. And these guys were like the ones that wore um, 
They were kind of like the law of the land, uh, as during this time in the Bible, you'll find that the Israelites were really kind of uh, contending with a lot of strife and war amongst the the places that, around where they lived. And it's too much to tell you why. Just go and read Judges. Anyways, uh, so let me give you a 10 pestle version about Samson. Samson's one of these judges, he, but he was like super, super strong. He was completely set apart by God or asked to be set apart by God. He had a girlfriend that was a bit sketchy who caused him to make bad life decisions. And then inevitably, it led him to a capture. And then he was captured by the enemies. But in a moment of self-awareness, he asked God for strength for one last like hurrah. And he killed his, a bunch of his enemies as a result. Okay, so that's like the 10 pestle version of Samson. You're like, oh, that's a stupid story. Why are you telling it? Shush, shush, you'll get it. Anyways. Uh, oh my God. By the way, so um, you guys, you know, you know how I drink a lot of coffee because we're friends and you listen to my podcast. Anyways, I've had to go to decaf. I know. Calm down. Anyways, I found this really great decaf. If anyone knows any like great decafs, just, you know, damn me and tell me. Anyways. I've been on decaf for four weeks. I just think I just think it's a really, you guys don't realize what a big deal that is. But it's like a super big deal. Also, the face that you baristas, baristas, make at me when I ask if you have decaf, I know it's demeaning. I feel shame asking. So just if you guys could be nicer about it, that'd be cool. Sip. Seriously. Oh my God. <laughs> hey guys, remember that time I was drinking coffee during my podcast and I choked? That just happened. Anyways, <clears throat> okay, what the crap am I talking about? Oh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so we're going to read the story. Um, if you've ever read the story of Samson, oh my God, seriously, I got to cough again. Please hold. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. That got really awkward. I apologize. Anyways, let's talk about Samson and not about the coffee because that was a weird rabbit trail. Anyways, if you've ever re- actually sat and read the story of Samson, as a kid, it was like, oh my God, this guy's really strong. That's cool. As an adult, I'm like, oh my God, this is Game of Thrones. There's murder and he's a bit of a whore. He's got whorish tendencies, if I can be real honest. And overall, he made really legit bad life decisions. And his choice in women was like super bad. Anyways, he didn't listen at all. He had like zero listening skills. Um, But he was set apart and he was chosen and God gave him like Hulk-like strength that he kind of squandered and he used pretty much just to anger his enemies instead of actually defeating them in anything. So like God like set him apart, like went to his mom, there was a messenger, like it was a big deal and yet he seemed to squander it. So if you read it now, you'll find that to be true, which is in a very deep way makes me feel less crazy about my life decisions and how much of an emotional head case I am. So like if I spiral, this guy takes the cake on spiraling. Um, But God still used Samson, even though he was disgraced, even though he was disobedient, and even though he was blind. He can use all of us. He gives grace to all of us. Even when we've failed, even when we've turned our backs, even when we've been blind, uh, that's what God actually does. He like I don't know, man. He like comes in and he saves us even when we're a little bit crazy. So let me give you the 10 pestle version. You can read the entire story in Judges 13, 6, but I'm going to give you some context. Israel, God's chosen people are living in the promised land, but due to some disobedience, they are contending with major issues, people groups that they didn't really handle well. And even though God has asked them to live set apart 
and be set apart, the people haven't done that. And as a result, are intermarrying and being dominated by other kingdoms. So that's where we are in the story. So God gives Israel judges. Like I said earlier, people are here. They hear directly from God. They help navigate the constant conflict. But Samson's not only set apart in life as a judge, but as a Nazarite uh, at birth. Like he's extra, extra special, extra set apart by God. God has big plans for him. Yet Samson's plan is to love out his life. Uh, Oh my God, I say love out because if he lived it out, it would be normal. He loves out his life like Bachelor. Like he's like the Bachelor on ABC times 10. Like he pretty much just sleeps with whoever he wants, eats whatever he wants, does whatever he wants. And yes, God still uses him and makes good on his mess ups. Every time I've ever read this story, I've reminded that our gifts, the gifts you've been given by God to push the kingdom forward, if not stewarded with wisdom, the gift will take precedent over the gift giver. See, that's why I want to talk about Samson today, because if your gift has you, uh, you actually won't be able to utilize your gift, uh, steward your gift. You won't be able to give your gift back to God. It will not be able to be glorified if you take the gift and make it yours. See, God gave you that gift so that you would surrender it back to Him, and that's the importance of today, and that's what I hope you get out of this. So let's dive into the story. Samson has been living his life and using his gift through his filter, and as a result, his lady friend (laughs) throws him under the bus, and he gets captured. So I'm going to jump into uh, the last chapter, 16, verse 23. Now, the rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their god, and to celebrate, saying, Our god has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. When the people saw him, they praised their god, saying, Our god has delivered our enemy into our hands, the one who laid waste our land and multiplied our slain. While they were in high spirits, they shouted, Bring out Samson to entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison, and, perf- and he performed for them. And when they stood him among the pillars, Samson said to the servant who held his hand, uh, mind you, he was blinded. They blinded him. I don't know if you caught that earlier. They literally gouged out his eyes. Uh, He said, put me here so I can feel the pillars that support the temple so that I may lean against them. Now, the temple was uh, crowded with men and women. All the rulers of the Philistines were there. And on the roof were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just one more time. Let me, with this blow, get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Oh, Samson. Anyways, then Samson reached toward the two central pillars, uh, which the temple stood, bracing him against them, and his right hand on one and his left hand on the other. And Samson said, let them die. Let me die with the Philistines. And then he pushed with all his might and down with the temple and the rulers and the people in it. Thus, he killed many more when he died than why he lived. You can even see Samson's like, let's get revenge for my two eyes. Bro, it's so much bigger than your two eyes, man. It's so much bigger. Which kind of drives me nuts about him, but makes me also kind of love him. So his end was rather glorious in that time, yet his life was not. Honestly, even his death was not. So when you live enamored of your gift, you live deceived. And just like Eve in the last episode, if the enemy can get you living and loving the gift instead of the gift giver... Dude, your toast. But let's go back to Samson. He lived for the gift and ended up three things. Dis- I said it earlier, disgraced, deceived, and blind. Disgraced. So disgrace means at the end, uh, like you, you're, you've had a position of fa- uh, power removed from you. And he did. Homeboy fell from his position of power. And if you live your life, if you wrap your identity in your gift and you don't surrender your gifts, your talents back to God, what happens is you will fall from whatever platform you've built for yourself. See, God is not in the business of elevating your name. 
He's in the business of finding and loving and saving the lost. I'm going to say it again because I feel like somebody needs to say it. As God is not in the business of elevating your name. He's not here to make you famous. He's in the business of finding and loving and saving the lost. And he, um, if he, uh, how do I say this? If you're not careful and if you aren't focused on the right things, he will... We will build ourselves a platform to give glory to ourselves instead of God. So that's why you have to be super duper self-aware regarding your life and your giftings and how you're utilizing your giftings. Well, Chadi, what the heck does that mean in real life? Okay, I'll tell you. Practically speaking, if your life, oh, ooh, if your likes and your follows dictate how you live, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'll let that one just your likes and your follows embrace. Uh, dude, disgrace is coming. If that's all you really care about is what people say and you're living for the applause of strangers and the applause of man and validation from people instead of validation from God, life is meant to be lived in the trenches of community with people, not our phones, not um, uh, people telling us how great we are. I mean, affirmation's awesome, but it's not God. And so you need to live for God, live for God in such a way that your gifts are given back to God. Not every gift, uh, also just write this down if you're writing about gifts. Not every gift uh, will that God gives you will have a large platform. Okay? So be aware of what you're chasing and why. If you sing, maybe you should just join the worship team or teach elementary music or do karaoke in old folks' homes. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Your singing doesn't mean you have to make albums or write songs. Not everyone is called to do that. And it's not glorious or easy. So be careful what you're actually chasing. Like, look at your gift. Just because other people have used that gift for other things, don't compare yourself to other people. You'll end up disgraced. You'll end up using your gift for something that it was never called to do. See, Samson was disgraced because he didn't have the self-awareness or surrender to wield his gift with wisdom. In other words, this one's a big one. This one's a big one. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you're called to it. You're welcome. Secondly, (laughs) Samson was like uber disobedient. He wasn't just deceived. Homie didn't listen for nothing. He was disobedient. He ate out of dead carcasses, which he wasn't supposed to touch or anything. He murdered people. He slept with whoever pleased his eye, literally. Like his entire life was meant to be set apart and he deliberately did not honor that, which is so annoying. But then again, we kind of do that. Isn't it? Isn't Don't we do that as believers where God's like, hey, here's the thing that I want you to do. Here's the things that I want you to live by. And we choose not to do them. We pick and choose the things that actually work for us. And like Samson, he was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good, God. Thanks so much for my strength, which is so annoying because he was a judge. Like that was such a big deal. Look, God's not an Indian giver. Uh, Google that for everybody born after 1990. Um, But he is the owner of our gifts. And he can tell you that just as quickly as it is given to you, it can be snatched if you don't surrender what he's actually given to you and utilize it for his glory. Let me simplify that. God doesn't give gifts to build our name. I said it earlier. He gives gifts to build his name. I feel like I have to say it again because I feel like somebody might have missed it earlier. All the charm and all the awesomeness you have that makes you the life of the party is not meant to make you the life of the party. It's meant to bring life to the party, not be the party. You hear me? God didn't give you all that so that you could have like a big social life. He gave you that so that you could draw people near to him. Your ability to make lots of money. Here's another example. It's not meant for you to live like a celebrity and put all your stuff on Instagram. Nobody needs to see your shoes. I don't care about your stupid shoes. No one needs to see your outfit on uh, outfit of the day every day or just whatever protein shake you're drinking. Hashtag ad. It's meant to be stewarded in a way that you live blessed and you bless others. It's for the kingdom. That's Everything you do is for the kingdom. It's meant to be for the kingdom. Your life is not a TV show. It's a tool for the kingdom. Life 
Oh my gosh, you should also know, it's so early. I'm doing this so early in the morning. So I love you guys. Just want you to just, and I'm drinking decaf. I just, just felt like somebody else needed to know that. Anyways, life is a gift. You have gifts. Don't let your gift have you. Your gift is meant for you to love people better. Use your gifts to bring Jesus into dark places. That's what your gift's supposed to be. Don't be deceived. Don't be disobedient. And thirdly, his final gift left him uh, blind. Blind in the end. Dude was blind. They yanked his eyeballs out. That's the thing about sin. For a while, you'll see things through what you think is like a clearer filter. Um, You'll step away. You'll use your gift for things that are not kingdom. And you'll start telling people your truth and living your truth. And your truth is you're blind blind. That's your truth. And entertainment for the enemy. That's what you are. You'll start telling people your truth. What ha- This is how you know you're blind. This is how you know. This is how you know if you're, if you have a gift and the gift has you. Ready? You start using words like, you know, this is just really my truth. This is just the way I see things, you know. Um, I'm just really progressive. Um, but the truth is you're blind and you're entertainment for the enemy. I'm not trying to be insensitive or harsh. I'm just trying to explain to you and light a fire under your butt and tell you that life is fleeting and hard and broken and we don't have the time in this life to live like we don't have God. Life is a vapor and tomorrow is not promised to any of us. So we have to make this count for something more than we lived, we partied, we lived our truth, and then we died after 56,000 hours of Netflix and a million hours on our phones and zero people attached to our lives for Jesus. God, I hope my life at the end of my life, that's not what they say. I hope it's not like I watched every Dateline NBC ever known to man and I did nothing for Jesus. We can't, I can't live this life blind to the truth of God's word, God's asks of us just so that we can do what is pleasing to our eye. Samson lived like that. He literally told his parents, get me that lady for my wife as she pleases my eyes. It's funny how his eyes were what was removed because it was what he was looking at that actually caused him issues. What what in your life are you looking at that you care more about what pleases you than what pleases God? What are you looking at, man? Because you could have all the eyes in the world but still be blind. See, what happened is all he cared about is what pleased him, and he slept around. And it's because of what literally he was like, if it was pleasing to his eyes, he slept with it. But God didn't give you eyeballs and sight so you could do what your eyes find pleasing. He gave you sight so you could see the hurting and the broken and be a conduit of his love. I'm going to repeat that because somebody needs to hear it. God did not give you your eyeballs and your sight so you could do what your eyes find pleasing. He gave you sight so that you could see the hurting and the broken and have spiritual understanding and self-awareness and be a conduit for his love to broken people, to the people that need him. Guy's life is too short and broken for us to walk around deceived, disobedient, and blind. So here are some safeguards. Chadi, how do I not be deceived? How do I use my gift for the kingdom and not be disgraced and end up blind? Two things. Ready? Actually, three things. Three things. Uh, first of all, get in the word of God. You need to be in the word of God. Like, I'm not talking about like I do a devo for five minutes and then that's it. No, you need to be in the word of God, reading your Bible every day. You need to be in the word, studying in different ways, studying. You need, I don't know, man, you need to be ingesting the word of God so that everything that comes out of you is the word of God. I know this because when I don't read the word of God, what I end up ingesting is Netflix and what I end up saying is not nice things. And so what you ingest matters. So get in the word of God. Next thing is get rooted in a local church. 
Don't just go online. Actually go to church and serve on a team. You can't ask God to use your gift for the kingdom or for kingdom fruit if you're not actually planted in the kingdom. So go to an actual church. I'm telling you, I don't care how introverted or how much anxiety you have. Don't let don't let that that dictate who you are and what you do for the kingdom. Anxiety is not your king. Jesus is your king. Get in a group, go serve. Community that you can call when you're at your lowest is not curated online. It's cultivated in the trenches of the local church. So go to church. Thirdly, get lots of accountability. What pastor that is not preaching on Instagram is speaking into your life? I'll wait while you process that. What pastor is not preaching to you on Instagram? Are you actually allowing to speak into your life like a real life person? I have several, to be honest, uh, that I text and that pray for me and meet with me and talk me off my ledges. Uh, One in particular I'll be having a conversation with this week. And not because I can't handle things or because I don't think God can work it out, but because... I actually really thrive, and everyone thrives, on really strong reach-ups, people you can reach up to in our lives that can tell you the truth and uh, warn us of the things that we're blind to. So, don't be deceived. Don't be disobedient. Don't be blind. Get in the Word. Go to church. Get some accountability. Don't let your gift have you, but instead, surrender your gift and use it for the kingdom. Don't be like Samson. Be like Jesus. Love you, weirdos.